0: Be your husband if you be my wife. Be your husband if you be <laughs> my wife. Hello, everyone. This is Friday Night Rewrites. Andrew's, I'm going to record this by myself because my wife is making Nutella hot chocolate. Um. So I'm Andrew. Hannah's not here. Uh, these are the stories that we love to tell. Hey, we're, I'm here. I
1: just. I needed some chocolate to get me through this. We just watched the closest thing to a ghost movie that I've ever finished in my life.
0: Um, Anyways, this is uh, The Christmas Spirit. About hot ghosts, hot lady. Getting it on, Christmas style.
1: It was a dark and stormy... Wait, no. It's a dark and stormy night tonight, which makes me super uncomfortable with the fact that we just watched a scary movie. It's, um, <laughs> it's not scary.
0: This movie was lame. This movie sucked. Um <laughs> as I've said before on pregnant rewrites, we try not to just like make fun of movies. That's not very fun. It's pretty easy to do. Um there's a it's really hard for me to find things I liked about this movie. Hannah, what was this movie about?
1: All right, so I'm gonna read you the official Synopsis that I found on the internet because everything is true on the internet. Emotionally frigid attorney Kate Jordan reluctantly accepts a Christmas assignment to get a reputably haunted inn <gasps> appraised and sold by year's end. By and by, she meets Daniel, the resonant ghost, who for the past 95 years inexplicably returns to life every December during the 12 days of Christmas. Kate has only one logical recourse course, for their mutual benefit. Break the curse that binds him. But falling for a man almost a century her senior isn't among her plans.
0: Oh, it was um, pretty clear to me what was going to happen at the beginning of this thing. Um, I
1: also want to be really clear right from the beginning. His curse happens for the 12 days of Christmas and it ends on December 24th at midnight.
0: Right. So
1: quick fact check.
0: Hold on. I was confused. when you said this, I was confused. The 12 days of Christmas, when do they occur?
1: The 12 days of Christmas are the 12 days after Christmas.
0: That doesn't make sense. Why?
1: You have mass. It's just like a it's just like a church where you have advent. Advent goes all the way until Christmas Eve.
0: Okay. Oh, Christmas yeah, doesn't
1: start yeah. until midnight at Christmas at the end of Christmas mass. And then you have the 12 days of Christmas, which end on Three Kings Day, January 5th.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then January 5th is when the Magi, you know, the three wise men are supposed to have shown up. So those 12 days were 12 days of like feasting and celebration because you have Advent where you're supposed to be, hey guys, just to let you know, apparently we're supposed to be fasting at this point. Me and my stack of gingerbread cookies are definitely not hitting the mark on that one. I'm
0: drinking St. Arnold's new uh, Coffee Porter. It's pretty good. Um, Never liked Coffee Porters. My friend Daniel loves some. Um, This one's pretty good. St. Arnold's uh, Venerable Brewery. Anyways, uh, well, thanks for letting me know what the 12 Days of Christmas are. I've been Apparently, I need to
1: also let Netflix know because, y'all, this is basic Googling.
0: Well, it's... (laughs) Yes, but... (laughs) They have to write these movies pretty quick, I imagine. Anyways, so we know that she's emotionally frigid because in the beginning, you see her on a date with, I guess, her boyfriends, and he reaches, grabs her hand, and then breaks up with her. And it's like, You're amazing, but you can't make me a priority. And
1: um, you're a woman who has deep love inside of her. But I just don't unlock that for you.
0: Yeah. Which. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he meant all that, but she responds by being like, Oh, thank God, I thought you were gonna propose. And
1: this is one of my like I started this movie thinking it was going to be hilarious because this scene was amazing. She starts basically filling in his breakup speech with quotes from her other boyfriends, which is like, Yes, you feel that I'm emotionally distant and unavailable. And he's like, Yeah, I mean, I didn't say that. She's like, Oh no, that was Joe, my college boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then she just reaches over and demolishes his meal. Like she's like, oh, are you gonna eat this? Are you gonna eat this? And he's like clearly trying to tactfully let her down easy from this relationship. She's like, no, bro, like it's it's way done. Yeah. Not even not even gonna cry about this. I'm not even gonna have an extra cup of wine about this. I'm yeah. over it.
0: Yeah, they definitely lean into the stereotype of lawyers as being emotionally stunted psychopaths.
1: Which I just wanna state for the record. I have a lot of really lovely lawyers in my family, and they're not stunted psychopaths.
0: That's true. Uh, law profession- professionals in general, um, I think, go a little too hard on the galaxy brain stuff. But you know, law is important. It's good. I
1: like rules. Rules are good. Good yeah. rules are good.
0: This probably isn't the right time to debate. Law and stuff.
1: So anyway, there's a
0: ghost. <laughs> yeah. She so, really
1: wants to make...
0: Hold on. Wait, wait. She... So she's emotionally stunted. How do we get to the ghost part, though?
1: That's was literally the sentence you interrupted.
0: No, but no. You think. were saying there's a ghost. She really wants to okay. make
1: partner okay. in her law firm. And the current partner of the law firm tells her, hey, we just had this client die. We need to settle the will, but we can't sell the property because nobody will appraise it. Why won't they appraise it?
0: Because it's haunted.
1: So haunted with a ghost.
0: A single ghost.
1: Just one who only shows up for 12 days a year. So it's just really bad timing, I guess.
0: Well, to be fair, he's not just like a shut doors and like blow out candles ghost. He's like, like he's a physical being like oh, you can touch physical. him well yeah he's extremely hot he's extremely fed whatever but like he doesn't so when you hear like real life haunting stories often it's like i heard a girl crying in the backyard blood or... came
1: from the mirrors
0: he... yeah i mean
1: it's it's Look, stuff like Thai ghost stories are like next level. Terrible. Half no. of American ghost stories are like ripped off children's versions of Thai ghost stories. Amazingly bad. Terrifying. Like I, yeah, no, no, yeah. no.
0: But in America, so most of our ghost stories, and I'm not talking about like ghost stories that you tell people to scare them I'm talking about ghost stories that are told, um,
1: like horror films.
0: No, like real life. Like, I saw a ghost. This oh, is what okay. happened. It's like they unplugged my cr- Christmas tree. Uh, but this dude, it, he's he's really there. He'll talk to you. He'll tell you, I need you to get out. Um,
1: You're trespassing.
0: Yeah. So the first night that she's there, um, he shows up, kind of scares her a little bit. She ends up on the couch, and then she meets him. And he literally carries her out of the house and tells you, tells her, "I need you to leave."
1: Kicks her out. It's freezing cold. She's in like sweatpants and like a sweatshirt, maybe like a jacket. Kicks her out. Opens the door, throws a quilt at her, and then locks the door again. And she's like, "Bye." <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Um,
1: she's warned off by the caretaker of the hotel, who apparently, for some reason, this rustic inn. Closes the entire inn for the entire Christmas season, which I would think, as someone who likes to go on romantic vacations around Christmas, would be a really good time to have a rustic inn out in the countryside. But no, they shut the whole shebang down because, again, they've got a ghost infestation.
0: Well, it's hard to have guests when they might literally get tossed out into the snow by the ghost.
1: I mean pl- the plus minuses of the situation are clearly yeah. you know, just shut it down, but the caretaker tries to warn her, she laughs him off and then the sheriff shows up because obviously someone has broken into this house.
0: Yeah so we should say at the very beginning of the movie there's we see the man who will become the ghost in what appears to be a um, what appears to be the past and he sees a woman. Has like a startle.
1: Marching through the forest, comes up on this beautiful house lit up for Christmas. It's very romantic until
0: Um, he gets uh, hit hit on the head, dies.
1: You skipped a key part, but it's fine. He watches. He watches this woman come out onto the porch, and you see, like, clearly has some sort of romantic relationship with her. And another man follows her onto the porch, and they embrace for an extended period of time. He's shocked and betrayed, and then he's bludgeoned on the back of the head. Yeah, and dies. Okay. I honestly, at that point, almost tapped out. Like they, it has like this very horror vibe. Like he's walking through the the woods all alone. Like he sees this, you know, betrayal from a distance, and then you just hear this like gigantic thunk, and then he just like conks out, and there's like blood on the snow. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I'm not gonna watch this movie anymore. But I pressed on. (laughs) What? I pressed on. Okay.
0: Well. Yeah, um, you can probably guess what happens after this. The the woman and the ghost, they fall in love because they don't like each other at first and then they go to like each other.
1: She tries to break his curse.
0: Yeah, so it's a classic story of like the ghost wants to pass over but cannot find peace because something is keeping him uh, from crossing over. So she surmises that, or theorises that Uh, She can help him do this by finding out who killed him and why he was killed.
1: Um, He, he's reluctant to like start this journey of exploration because he's like, I only have 12 days where I'm alive and I don't want to waste it. Just like thinking about how I died, which I think is fair. I mean, I feel like if I only had 12 days a year that I could like move around and have a body, Mm -hmm. I'd spend most of it just eating food.
0: Yeah. So anyways, they find out that, um, we should mention, I don't know if we mentioned it already, but he uh, was a bootlegger um, mm. during Prohibition.
1: He prefers rum runner.
0: Rum runner, whatever. Uh, so he's gone up to Canada against rum, bringing it back to the States. Probably wasn't that hard, honestly. Um, wasn't that hard a job. But he gets, he once out of the rum running game. And as you do to people who know everything and might snitch, he gets whacked.
1: We don't find this out to the end of the movie though. Again, guys, this is just such a weird movie. So they, the other thing is that after he dies, he finds out that his beloved apparently married his brother. sucks? Yeah. Who's the worst in this like shockingly quick wedding. It was like a month later and midway through the movie. He finds out that, The reason she got married so quickly is she was 100 percent knocked up, which like, dang, for Netflix romance movie like premarital sex. All right. Um, I'm not saying that I approve or disapprove that. I'm just saying it's it's a surprising take when you're looking at Christmas movies. To have like one of the major yeah. plot points be that most she's of, suspiciously most of these movies pregnant before uh, the wedding
0: are extremely chaste, So there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of uh, bare-chested men in these movies. Um,
1: but on the whole, generally restrained on the like cleavage female eye candy. You know why? Yeah. Cause it's for the female gaze. That's why.
0: It's for female gaze. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you meant gays with an S. Um, That's like a Like lesbians. Word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know <laughs> yeah. the word. Okay, I was like, well, these movies are all heterosexual couples. Whatever. Okay. We should get through this summary. Um,
1: God, it's torturous. Okay, so he...
0: He finds out that his beloved is actually the one who...
1: Oh, we're really pushing through this. You just skipped half the movie, babe.
0: Well, I mean, most of the movie is him and the frigid lawyer,
1: and then there's a subplot in which the how the property upkeep guy, what's the word for that? Like the maintenance guy, seems to be like the manager of the, <laughs> the hotel,
0: proprietor. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Um, he's kind of falling in love with this other woman in town, and they're both older. And the ghost encourages him to just go for it because. Who knows? You could die at any time. Which, yeah. I mean, accurate, but also maybe not the best way to motivate someone towards a romantic relationship. Like, you guys could all die. One so night, you we'll
0: just be walking along. Boom. Get hit on the head of the All right. So, oh, and one more thing. Uh, I'm going to save that. So, he finds out that actually he's not being – uh, it's not because he doesn't know who killed him. It's because his.
1: He discovers who kills him.
0: He does discover.
1: It's not his brother. It's not his lover.
0: It's his fellow rum runner.
1: It's his cousin, Harry.
0: His cousin, Harry, who There's... got him into this whole rum running business. And then he knew too he wasn't much. wasn't
1: ready to let him out. Yeah. So Harry. It's
0: like the wire.
1: Yeah, no one, I I don't know what that reference so I'll just oh, move on. You, uh,
0: you, can, uh, you can try to get out of the game. The game's not going to let you go. Anyways. Um,
1: he finds out that the reason he's been trapped in this situation is that his fiancé made a Christmas wish, not a curse, a Christmas wish, that he would learn what true love is all about. Yeah. So turns out took him ninety five years. Yeah. Also turns out really hard to discover true love when you're only alive for twelve days at a time. Like yeah. well, <laughs> kind of like a rough go there. I
0: mean, <laughs> you need the hot lady to come during those twelve days.
1: Just saying, the time limit really puts a uh, stokes a yeah. fire under them.
0: So he does find out that Harry kills him. He forgives Harry uh, because after eighty years or ninety years or whatever it was. Um, Most of that stuff isn't important. I guess even like getting killed, it doesn't
1: just kind of whatever it happens, you know?
0: I mean, I've definitely had experiences where like a year or two after whatever wrong has been done to me, I kind of forget about it. And I definitely have experienced forgiveness from people for things I did years ago, but I've never murdered anybody. Never (laughs) been murdered. Um
1: I like that both of those clauses were necessary to state out loud for the record.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just like
1: just wanna just wanna make it clear. I never feel like been that's a, murdered, never been murdering. I'm that, just like nil on the murder side.
0: It feels like a pretty serious wrong. Um I mean I'm but I mean, if it takes me two years to forgive somebody saying something bad about me, I guess like forty times that. Yeah.
1: Um
0: Maybe so. Maybe insult is a two on the scale, and uh, murder is an eighty. <laughs> once once you pass eighty years, it's uh, it's okay. It's
1: all good. Okay. So he releases Harry. He gives Harry kind of this weird little eulogy slash "You can do it, bud." Of just like you gotta face the music, man you got to let go. And we're all kind of sitting over here like, I'm pretty sure, hell hell. Gonna I'm suck pretty sure so it's hell. it's going to suck so bad. Um, so Harry has been the one sabotaging all of the romantic encounters that the ghost has been trying to have because Harry is afraid that if he breaks the blessing curse, that they will all dissipate into ghost form. All you say, is there another ghost in the household?
0: Yeah, it's 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 Lily.
1: Yes, the ghost of his fiance is also floating around the house, which is like super cool, it's fine, whatever. Like I'm I'm totally down for dead ex lovers of my current fling, just yeah. chilling in the house.
0: So Lori Lady, this ghost, they fall in love. He's I guess isn't a ghost anymore.
1: So she Lily, his fiance who is also a ghost says like, I'm ready to move on, but I want you to make your own decision. What are you willing, like, are you willing to risk it or something? And yeah. he's like, yes. So even if I only get 12 days a year. Okay, so the lesson that the lawyer learns is that she says, basically there's this weird line where she's like, this would be perfect. I could be a workaholic all year round. And then for 12 days a year, I could come in and spend all my time with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, Which, it's like, it works good for her.
1: She doesn't have to change her lifestyle. She can just keep being herself.
0: I have a question, though. Um, So is he immortal? Is he just going to live until... Or, I mean, maybe he just stays young until she dies. When she dies, he decides to pass over. Uh,
1: Maybe there's a painting in the attic that has all of his sins on it. And every time he does something wrong, it gets a little bit more gruesome.
0: Again, I'm, I'm probably going to hide it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the great all time tweets.
1: <laughs> Can't remember who sent
0: it. Um, okay. Anyways.
1: Guys, this movie so It's a dumb plot. So we spent way too sense. much time
0: on the plot. Um, what are some things you liked about it, Hannah?
1: Okay. All right. As previously stated, I thought the breakup scene was amazing. Like, the fact that she just, like, reaches over and eats all of this food. Like, all right, like, so we're on this date, but you're breaking up with me, so I'm going to eat your dessert. Loved it. I thought it was <laughs> fantastic. Um, definitely, this is the upper limit of my horror tolerance. So I got all my adrenaline for the day of just, like, you know, it'll be fine.
0: I love that you found it at all scary.
1: But there was some like spooky music, and like he did like come out of nowhere several times. Also, the there was this one scene where she's like laying in bed, and this like black miasma like comes and floats over the bed, and I was like, "Where are we going with this?" Very like, <laughs> "What's happening here?" Nice. Um, he like comes up with her, and he has this like very deep voice. He's like, "You're trespassing." I was like, "I'm done." But I did love the twist that it's not a curse. I thought that was like a nice, um, nice kind of double back to like the Hallmark level. Like it was very interesting how they tried to toe the line between spooky enough to be intense as far as like her reactions and like her adrenaline, but still like a fluffy Hallmark movie. Also just a side note, I was really outraged because the sheriff was definitely like mansplaining alarm systems to this poor woman. Like, all right, sweetheart, like there's nobody here. When she's seen the ghost three times. So, uh, how about this time you turn on the alarm? Well, I did turn... I'm, a, I'm literally a high-powered lawyer. No, like, she
0: left some doubt. She was like, I'm not sure I did it. But... Um, that doesn't sound like something you liked.
1: No, that was just something that I wanted to throw in there. But it, it outraged
0: okay. me. Well, I didn't like a whole lot about this movie. I guess I like ghosts. Um,
1: kind of neutral on the ghost thing?
0: I mean... A good ghost story. It's okay. Um,
1: <laughs> a boring ghost story is two hours of our lives. Yeah. Sorry. I mean,
0: I don't, I don't love horror as a genre, but this wasn't horror. This was just like a ghost hanging out. Um. Gosh, there's one other thing that I liked. Uh, man, I, I liked
1: the two older couple, that the older couple got together. I thought
0: that was cute. I thought that. Was I don't know. I was neutral on that. Uh I don't really know what else I liked. I guess uh the rum running stuff is kinda cool. It would have been nice to see them actually run rum running, but
1: we just had to take that on faith.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um
1: guys, what? there's so much in this movie that makes zero sense. We're gonna try and keep it down to eight because we're going with our eight maids of milking line in which yeah. Hallmark is milking the fact that none of us expect a coherent plot from them.
0: Yeah. No uh the point of this segment again is to just go through things that don't really fit into our general format but didn't re- make a lot of sense. So uh my Hannah came up with most of these. The one that I came up with is that Harry, the cousin, kills uh, the ghost with a rock, just takes a rock and smacks him in the back of the head, which like is a good way to really injure someone and maim someone. Very Possibly, and yeah. I was thinking that definitely could kill someone, but the, and granted he's going to probably have the, the upper hand if uh, he survives the initial blow. But I mean, is Harry a psychopath? Like, is he, is he really willing to go through the whole, like, I hit you once, you didn't die, I have to hit you ten more times?
1: See, here's my question. To, if I'm a rum runner and I'm heading up to Canada in the winter carrying a lot of cash, if I'm moving alcohol, why do I have no other weapons? Like, yeah. no knife, no gun, just just a rock. That I happen to find somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not like things maybe Hallmark
1: like, has like, or maybe Netflix has like a no gun policy in their Christmas movies or something.
0: Maybe I don't know. I mean, I think the suddenness definitely like it would have been hard to have a gunshot right then in front of the house where everybody could hear um, for sure. That's true. I just. It felt- this is one thing that really kind of bugs me in movies sometimes is that uh killing somebody is difficult it's <laughs> it's i've never done it myself um,
1: again but, looping um, back to the have not murdered thing yeah.
0: um but
1: Ooh, ambiance.
0: yeah there's i mean there's ample evidence if you read it's like it's not an easy thing it's not a sure thing Um, Humans
1: are hard to kill.
0: Yeah. Movies lead you to believe that it's easy and it's really hard. And if you're going to use a rock, uh, you got to be willing to like, I'm just going to sit on top of you and just hit you until you die.
1: You really got to double down.
0: Yeah. Which I couldn't do that. Um, Even to somebody who had really wronged me, I don't think I could do that. And Harry is this guy's cousin, presumably loves him expresses remorse when they meet uh, 80 years later. Um, maybe all that time softened up a bit, but I don't know. Didn't make sense to me. Hannah, what's you got?
1: So, all right. First of all, the ghost reappears for the 12 days of Christmas, which is fine, but they scheduled them wrongly. 12 days of Christmas or after Christmas. So that's a problem. For some reason, the ghost is perpetually playing the 12 Days of Christmas on this little cabinet piano. And it's one of those experiences in which you know the song well enough that you can kind of recognize it, but the piano was slightly out of tune to make it, like, old-timey sounding. It just really made me upset. Um, Next thing. There's this bizarre, like, in order to make it really clear that this guy is from the past, there's this semi-formal language throughout the whole (laughs) movie where he's like, I have no wish to harm you. I merely want my solitude, which requires your departure. Which, like, I'm sure people spoke more formally. That makes total sense to me. But I also think there's probably a distinction between the letters and papers that people write, which is what we have a record of, and the way that people actually spoke to each other.
0: I've always been interested in this, um, how I would like to go back to the past and hear how people spoke um, to each other.
1: You and spoke are, in
0: non-formal settings.
1: So, of all of us, you would be the one most likely to be able to travel in the past and be totally fine. So, good luck. Wait, with that. Why is that? If you're a white male, babe. Anywhere you go, you'd be okay.
0: Well, not from disease and like <laughs> being killed on the yeah, streets.
1: comparatively,
0: well, yeah, your odds are a lot. Better. Yeah, sure. Um, I, mean, I think I always think about going into out, out the past. The smell would just be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's so bad.
0: Um, yeah, I'd I'd be pretty well off. Um,
1: you have a good beard. Make it work.
0: What though if I went out off and I traveled back in time, but it was to Imperial China.
1: I have so many answers and none of them are appropriate.
0: <laughs> would I would I become emperor?
1: Nope. Nope, you would not become emperor. Would
0: I get a wife and children?
1: Nope. Also <laughs> no.
0: Would I become an influential member of the court?
1: Possibly, plus or minus.
0: Would I become a great general?
1: Mm, darling, no. <laughs> the thought of you, the most pacifist person I know, becoming a general is hilarious. Um, okay. Okay. So there's this weird semi-formal language. Other favorite things. um, There's this ominous scene change music. It's a lot of like, and then you're in another room or like a, a, a candle flickers or a curtain suddenly blows to the side and then you follow it with your eye and now you're in another room where it's snowing or something, which I thought was just hilarious it was just like halfway through writing the script they're like oh yeah we have to remind them he's a ghost how can we remind me he's a ghost because he's totally solid makes noise when he walks and can play the piano so
0: needs to eat and drink
1: yeah there's really yeah he eats all the time he's like i'm starving it like just like goes through a ton of calories which again if i was only alive for 12 days i would eat all the things yeah i mean why not Clearly, it's not hurting him. Which goes to my next point of ridiculousness. As you pointed out earlier, like there's always a scene in which there's a half-naked man in these movies. In this one, it's even more egregiously like, what is happening?
0: I don't think it's as egregious as, uh, hey, can I borrow your toothpaste? I forgot mine.
1: That's true. In the, in the Princess Switch, there's a scene where um, Kevin walks in in, like, low-slung pajama pants and is very chill about just...
0: But once again, this guy is yoked. He's got deltoids like ropes. It's ridiculous.
1: Also, the camera is really weird. It does this, like, half-shot where his frame, half of his torso is in the foreground of this shot. And it's like slightly blurred because it's focusing on her behind his shoulder. But all you can see is that you're staring at this naked chest. And because it's zoomed in on his torso, it really just looks like a boob, like a flat boob. <laughs> he's just standing there, half naked. And then he's got suspenders that are hanging down off his butt. So the other part of the scene is looking at his back from her perspective. And the suspenders just look like a tail. Like it's... it's very
0: weird. Yeah, I mean,
1: <clears throat>
0: I guess he could be you know, cut, but...
1: I mean, if he's hiking all the way to Canada, he's probably pretty fit.
0: Yeah, like, I get that he's probably low body fat. Like, a lot of people were back then. Um, diets were not as hot.
1: Couldn't pick up all that sugar at the corner store.
0: Yeah, but... No
1: sun-kissed,
0: babe. No, definitely no sun-kissed. He's like, when is he exercising? Like, when is he working on those?
1: Three hundred and forty-two days a year.
0: No, is he? Is he doing crunches? Is he doing? That's like... what
1: his entire afterlife is. He just like, he just does CrossFit the whole year. Wait, three hundred
0: sixty-five <laughs> minus twelve isn't three
1: hundred forty-two. Sorry, I was trying to get the joke out before I could do the math, and I was struggling. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was close. <laughs> it's three hundred fifty-three. <laughs> Anyways, that's what he does. And then he gets up and he just, like, the whole 12 days of, like, his cheat day, he just eats all the calories. It's great. Yeah.
0: What works for you? Um, The historical family drama was a little... It was just... it, It confused me. I had to go back and watch it a second time to really understand what was going on. I got the bootlegger thing, got that he loved Lily. I actually had Charles and, was it Harry? Um, Harry kind of mixed up. I thought they were the same person for most of the first movie, and then I realized that they're different.
1: To be fair, there wasn't a lot of plot to keep us invested.
0: Yeah, so Charles is the kind of He's a buzzkill. He doesn't like rum running. Harry is the cool cousin who also might kill you. So, I don't know. I I appreciated that they went into some of his background why he was killed and stuff. Um, I wish it would have been better.
1: Could have been more intense. And there was like this weird vibe that his girlfriend only loved him because she owned it he owned an inn, which I mean, financial stability is a good thing, but it was like almost a plot point, yeah. almost not. Um, I definitely love the fact that they have like competitive bartending in there. The old lady who's part of the other love triangle it runs a pub and she somehow ends up challenging the ghost. And he makes all of these classic alcohol prohibition style cocktails, and everyone's like, "This is amazing." He's like, "I know." I'm the amazing.
0: thing is, there was probably some division of labor between the bartenders at the like, um, what were they called? The uh, I'm blanking. The speakeasies, and the people bring the rum, the runners. Like,
1: well, I think I think they were kind of building on the idea, of, like if you run a hotel. Yeah. You maybe, you know, have to. I think he was killed
0: in 1920 or 21. So it was like right after Prohibition started. So he might have.
1: He implies that it's within like two years.
0: Yeah. So he probably had some. Decent. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It was just a weird. You know, normally they have some kind of way to show that the guy has this interesting interest and he's got this secret skill. Yeah. I just thought bartending was an odd one to hammer down on.
0: Yeah. Yeah can we oh, yeah.
1: please do the dramatic reading of the scene in which the magical curse is enacted
0: sure okay so this is the quote and who's talking again Hannah so, oh it's uh, Henry Harry Charles Charles okay
1: <laughs> all uh, those British names so it's Charles the ghost's brother speaking right. to Lily the ghost's fiance
0: would you like me to be Lily or do you want to be Charles
1: like, those are the same options. <laughs> you want, okay, fine. I'll be Charles and you can be Lily. Okay. Twelve days is long enough for any man to repent his mistakes.
0: You got to say it through like gritted teeth.
1: I can't like robustly roll it. All right.
0: They're at a party. <laughs> They've got to keep this quiet.
1: <laughs> They're out on the porch. Twelve days is long enough for any man to repent his mistakes. He did not learn. He will never learn.
0: It's Christmas, Charles. What better time for a miracle?
1: Yeah. And then she makes a wish that he will have a Christmas miracle and know what true love is, which yeah. is putting the other person's feelings above his own, which is like a decent lesson. Yeah. If you watch it twice, so that you can catch that that's one of the plot points. Okay.
0: So, given that this is a pretty bad movie... Um,
1: what would you change to fix it? Or would you just scrap it entirely?
0: I mean, I think I probably wouldn't make this movie. I think I would probably, though, um, just focus more on the ghostiness of it. Um, I wouldn't make it a horror movie, necessarily, because I don't really like horror movies. But I would... Um, you know, I don't know. I would probably... Make it more of a psychological thriller. Um,
1: Just really lean into...
0: Yeah, like, I'm trying to think. We're doing this kind of off the cuff. I haven't thought a whole lot about this movie since I saw it. Um, I mean, I think that... So the ghost... What's his name? I have no idea. That is a... Damning indictments. <gasps> like, oh my goodness! We've watched this movie twice. twice? Yeah, <laughs> We've we don't watched don't it
1: twice. We cannot remember his name.
0: It's probably Henry.
1: It's like Charles. No, Charles
0: is his brother. Charles is brother. Harry's his cousin. So he's got to be Henry, right? Something. All right, we're gonna look it up. I do enjoy the fact that he's kind of uh, he's resigned to his fate. I think I would make him more just, I don't know, just lean into the comedy. There's no funny parts of this movie at all.
1: Aside from the breakup.
0: Breakup is funny ish.
1: David? Daniel.
0: Daniel. All right. So, but like, Daniel is in an, an absurd situation. He has been a ghost for 80 years. He is only visible to people for 12 days a year. People want to buy his inn. Um,
1: like, he really should go full poltergeist.
0: Yeah, just like by or the... flip
1: side, would be really funny if he spent the 12 days, like, romancing a different woman every every year. So keep the inn open. And he checks in as like a guest. Oh yeah, so he's like a year, he's
0: like a playboy at this Yeah, spot. so
1: what well, I would I would change it to where he's a total playboy and he's trying to find true love, but he's got a deadline. He's yeah, gotta get twelve. You know, he's got twelve days ago. He's super flirtatious. He goes all into it. She comes to the inn, calls him out because she's a serious lawyer person. And then figures out that he's a ghost.
0: Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of That like makes sense.
1: Comedic spiraling. Thing.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think you do have to kind of make it a comedy. This movie doesn't really work as any sort of drama. Um, it's just too stupid. <laughs> like you so you have to kind of lean into the absurdity. Um, it does kind of have like a Groundhog Day feel to it. Um, Groundhog Day, I think, for an older generation, is really an important movie we watched it kind of recently felt a little weird. Um, but that kind of idea of like, he goes through these different, different stages of just being trapped in this interminable.
1: See,
0: sorry, hell, uh, of where he can't get out. He's living the same. He's living the same 12 days over and over. And he goes through, Periods where he's just in despair. He goes through periods where he's elated at all of the mischief he can do. He goes through periods where he's trying to better himself. He goes through periods where he's trying to get out. Um, and yeah, so I think it would be funny to have him in the middle of one of these periods. Um, and I think to make it a comedy, it would have to be like you said, to be where he's trying to just seduce as many women as he can. Um, um,
1: well, oh, okay, so what I was saying is that he is thinking of it more like a Sleeping Beauty curse. Like, if he kisses his true love, then the curse will break and he can be free. So he's going through it every 12 days.
0: Yeah, he's, but why would he think that, though?
1: Well, oh, because he's, like, ju- we can do a thing. Like, he broke a promise to his true love, and so he thinks he needs to, like... Whatever. Yeah. Put put something in the plot line. it it would work.
0: I don't think but you need to put anything on the plot line. I think you could just have it be like he's like I'm, I'm never I'm 12. never gonna get out. My I I mean the women can touch me. I still like the ladies. I'm super hot. Um Double down. Might as well just you know, romance who I can.
1: So okay, I would want that and then I would want a flashback scene of like him in the eighties him in the 60s him in the 90s 20s oh, yeah. him in the like all the way all the way back where you just see like his various like outfits and his various like attempts to like woo different women
0: dealing with all the swings of culture and
1: yeah, stuff. and like have that be like a Bible where he is talking and he'll he'll say some like weird '60s phrase. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, that's not in anymore." Okay, uh, let me try this again.
0: Every four years, he's not sure who the president is. <laughs> he's just like,
1: he's like, so politics these days. You know, who wants to talk about that? Yeah. Nobody. Okay, so oh, I think he'd I like- be
0: really confused in the middle of Watergate because he got uh, removed in the middle of his term. <laughs>
1: Like, I thought I had that guy for two more years. Yeah,
0: Nixon sucks.
1: I mean, I really just feel like we've fixed this entire movie. Instead yeah. of making it this, like, semi-dark, semi, I guess, romantic. It's not super romantic, guys. Instead, like, I just want it to be very much...
0: <laughs> a like, lot of questions about the next 30 years.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I want it to be a little bit more... Like we were kind of joking about, like, he's kind of like Dorian Gray, where he doesn't have to care about anything, and there's, he never has any consequences.
0: Yeah, he stays perpetually hot. She's going to age, like, you know, people age gracefully these days, but, like, that's going to be a lot of work for her.
1: And just digging into that whole idea of who... It's
0: an imbalance.
1: It it is, yeah. Yeah. And just the idea, too, of, like, what does fidelity mean? Is it that she doesn't date anyone all year for 12 days with him? Leaning in. I want to know what the questions are. But I think that that definitely makes it a more interesting movie and dumb enough to still be Hallmark.
0: Yeah. All right. I think we solved it. Hallmark bingo. We forgot to do this earlier. Okay. So there's no mistletoe, I don't think. Nope. They kiss before the last scene?
1: Yeah, they definitely kiss beforehand. It's not a city scene. No nosy. Wait,
0: hold on. It is a city scene in the opening credits. Because she's The
1: opening credits is him walking through a forest and getting murdered.
0: Okay. Well, it's (sighs) old city. No, it's a literal
1: forest. There's
0: (laughs) no best friends. She didn't have any friends. There's no
1: No kids in this entire movie.
0: Not so unexpected twist.
1: Like the plot was pretty unexpected. Like, I didn't realize I didn't think it was gonna be like a positive wish situation. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you are like the twist was they fall in love, then I guess that's not so unexpected, but I think that was kind of sold in the poster for the movie. Um, so yeah, I would agree with that. Um, no gifts, there's no gifts,
1: no hot chocolate, there's There's, a corporate setting, okay.
0: So Yeah, I did see someone say like they wish that there would be a Hallmark movie where it's like a woman from the country goes to the big city and becomes really liberal and
1: (laughs) encounters all these different people and it's like you should have health care. Oh my gosh!
0: At the end of it, she's like celebrating Hanukkah or something. Right? Um, No ice skating. No interrupted, interrupted
1: first kiss. No
0: holiday baking.
1: Man, this is guys. Can we just indicate how bad this movie was so far? It has one point out of 10. There is a handwritten note. Okay. So we got two at No out of 10. wedding
0: dress? Nope.
1: No fake boyfriend. We have a story from their childhood, or at least from his past. It's 100 years ago. I feel like it yeah, counts. Yeah, it counts. All right, three.
0: He's technically
1: kind. a widower. Well, I mean, he didn't marry. He didn't, her. They
0: didn't marry. Like, All right. We'll give it to him. There's All right, no. Four. S- s- no some ball fight. I think she takes a car.
1: They definitely meet and don't like each other in first yeah. time, so That's five. There is an accident on the count bus. of her
0: him like <laughs> tossing her bodily out of the
1: out of the house. Yeah, yeah. there's a Christmas holiday party. Yeah. And there's Christmas. All right, so they got seven out of twenty-five.
0: You're holding up eight <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: About 8
0: out of twenty-five. Yeah, nine, if you count the pre-space, not as good. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty low score, honestly, considering how formulaic good Christmas movies are.
0: Yeah, I think like you could definitely some of these things, like the hot chocolate stuff, doesn't really matter. Um, substitute eggnog or whatever. I do, I do think though that these so-called Christmas movies could afford to be a little bit more Christmassy. Um, Just have a little bit more of the Christmas themes in them. What do you think?
1: Yeah, there's not a lot that really focuses on the idea of, like, family or, like, loving one another or, like, being grateful for what we have.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying this is, like, a a war on Christmas type thing, (laughs) like, obviously, but... It does seem that a lot of these movies that are marketed as Christmas don't really have a whole lot to do it with Christmas. Even in like Home Alone, doesn't have a ton to do with.
1: No, there's Christ- a pretty good. I mean, from there's Mom's like, point of view, where she's you know where she keeps talking about like Christmas is for your family. Like we're not going to have Christmas without Kevin. But right. But also, she abandoned her <laughs> child. So there's right. all
0: uh, yeah. I mean, like she's doing terrible. She can't I even. Mean, <laughs> Keep track of her kids, but uh, I mean Catherine O'Hara got us. Um, but it just seems like a lot of these movies could be set at other times of year. Um, Home Alone, I think, really is a Christmas movie. It has, um, it has the obligatory family stuff. It also has you know the choir, the songs, it has the meaning, all that stuff. This
1: movie mainly just had. It had some Christmas decor, and it had the The, erroneous 12 days of Christmas timeline. Yes. Which, I mean, why? But whatever. People don't pay attention. They should, but they don't.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: They should, but they don't.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, who cares? All right. Well, Hannah, you got anything else to add?
1: To watch a cute Christmas movie next.
0: What's your favorite Christmas couple? Like
1: Mary couple from and a Christmas Joseph? movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so far?
0: No, I mean just from any Christmas movie.
1: Um you keep throwing these wide open questions at me, and I, I'm stumped. Probably. Okay, so it's not a Christmas movie. But the scene that I'm thinking of is at Christmas time, but the Weasley parents like at Christmas are the cutest ever because they're just so excited to have everyone in their home, like passing out all the presents and they're just like soaking up the noise and the chaos and just seem to just really be like celebrating with each other like this is our family like we made this family and all these other random children that we've just adopted and they're just like quintessential Christmas to me Mm -hmm. we always had like growing up we always had different people every year at Christmas like we had Christmases in hotel rooms one year we had a Christmas in this empty apartment that someone else had been traveling and they were like well we left our Christmas tree up. You want to come have Christmas at our house? And we were traveling through that city on Christmas day. So we like went to their apartment and had Christmas cause they had a Christmas tree. We always had, um, you know, not strangers, but like people who weren't part of our family with us for Christmas cause they didn't have anywhere else to go. And so like, yeah. it, it's this very, when I saw the Weasley's family Christmas, it was, this moment it was just like, I get it.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I can't really think of my favorite couple other than, of course, um, the It's a Wonderful Life couple. I
1: feel like if you marry, Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um,
0: I want to say uh, you've got male McRyan, and Tom Hanks, but I think they don't get together at Christmas. They get together like in the spring.
1: Yeah, There's a in scene a at Christmas. There's yeah. a scene at Christmas, and that's when they both kind of are recalibrating.
0: The horn. <laughs>
1: we need to watch that you movie. We've referenced that like six times.
0: <laughs> don't really remember the plot. <laughs>
1: I remember the plot.
0: Well, I mean, like, yeah, they're sending mail to each other, email. Yeah. F-O-S. It would be fun to watch that movie. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, Joe Fox, right?
1: Yeah. Can you spell cat? F-O-S okay
0: <laughs> okay the yeah it would be interesting interesting to watch that movie like eighteen years later with all of the
1: digital Actually, I've watched it recently it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of stuff that was super cringy
0: well no I'm not thinking of like cringy stuff that mostly got kind of excised in the mid nineties but it was I'm mainly thinking of like the the digital trends oh yeah, yeah. um it's like AOL was a huge thing back then.
1: Yeah, we had MSN Messenger. We didn't do AOL because we weren't yeah. in America.
0: But both of those are just, like, gone.
1: Yeah. Every once in I think I'll MSN still, is still
0: around if you use Bing.
1: Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll go to log into my Hotmail account <laughs> and then realize, like, oh, that's no longer. Like. There was
0: recently, like, an economics paper that came out about, like, political polarization. But the... Um, The sample they used was only from people who it was done entirely with Bing searches, so it was like self-selected for people who decided to use Bing, which is is I guess
1: definitely a conscious decision.
0: Well, or it's people who get like HP computers and don't immediately switch it to Google, just decide to keep it on Bing. Yeah, so me. The conclusion seemed reasonable, but maybe not the most representative group uh, on Earth.
1: What we're trying to say is that technology has changed a lot. And you know what would be hilarious? would be a lot of scenes with a ghost from Prohibition era who's trying to understand technology. You know what we didn't get in the Christmas spirit? Any scenes with a ghost trying to understand technology.
0: Yeah. He's
1: like, I know the alarm code, too. Oh, thanks, creepy ghost. I'm locked in the house with some kind of stalker.
0: I think one of my favorite scenes in history is from the Clive Owen uh, King Arthur movie, (laughs) which now referenced twice in four episodes. Um, But uh, it's like, it's at the very beginning, and they come in, I guess they're Romans, and they look at the round table that clive owen set up because he's a republican and uh the roman magistrate or whatever is like what is this devilry a round table
1: yeah they're really upset about the internal decor i mean i'm
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i just imagined him like looking at a laptop and being like
1: sorcery All right. Okay, let's be real, though. Like, when I was eight years old and I saw computers, I was like, well, nope, 100%. That's, that's sorcery that's right there. See, my uh, dad. That's
0: witchcraft. Yeah. William Roberts trained me in the ways of the computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was forged in it. <laughs>
0: like, I know how to stop this recording right now.